1: No one would ever go to this many sex sounding gay bars. (laughs) Down a spiral staircase?
0: With a dancing monkey? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Did you buy Dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching (laughs) up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey.
1: What? Hello, Mike Lawson.
0: (laughs) I forgot what your voice sounded like. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we just catch up.
1: Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That's what we do on this show.
0: We've literally not talked since the last episode. Like, talk-talked. We, like, text and G-chat and stuff. But
1: Well, you know what's funny is I don't know if this happens to you, but people will – uh, in the Pride 48 community will talk to me as if we're a married couple. You know, like how um, if you have know, a married couple, they're like, oh, could you tell Mark that his um, cake is ready? Or, you know, the, yeah. the, the said messages that uh-huh. I get I get that a lot. I don't know if you get that, but
0: uh, nobody's told me that they have a cake prepared for you. No, I was.
1: <laughs> it's a good point. I was actually hoping people would say I had a cake prepared. <laughs> I want to pick up a cake. How have you been? What's up? I've been good. Well, you know, and you do know this about me. Um, I joined a gym recently because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Okay. I used to have a fear of flying. Okay. Right. Um, and then I, I, I've flown enough times where that fear has sort of been allayed. It's still anxiety, but it's not like
0: crippling. Can't do it.
1: Yeah. Well, now my, I have a new anxiety. So maybe this anxiety um supersedes the fear of flying
0: okay and it has something to do with the gym
1: yes it does but going back to the original fear of flying it's one of these things well i remember on the last flight i ever took in um 1911 uh i uh, was on in in the in the seat and of course i was flying um and there was a, a maybe a few rows behind me um an old man and he was talking to this young girl who was also afraid of flying. And he uh, was a, a former like, pilot, or like somehow he knew a lot about airplanes. And so he was explaining to her all the facts about flying, not mm-hmm. just uh, you know I hate the one is just like you know it's safer than uh, a car. Or something, yeah. right?
0: You have a better chance of dying of food poisoning. Yeah, no, on no, this no. Airplane. This was like
1: – because my big fear is turbulence. I don't like turbulence. I don't uh-huh. mind – a lot of people are takeoff and landing. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. I hate turbulence. And he was – so he was explaining the science of turbulence to her. And one of the things he was saying is, you know, these wings are so flexible. They could, in theory, just go perpendicular to the airplane. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're that strong and so flexible. So what you're just feeling is just the cabin moving. And it's really just, he said, just moving a couple of feet, a few feet in every direction, but you just really feel it. Mm -hmm. And so that really made me feel better. So now my new anxiety is not actual flying, especially a a short flight like Vegas, it's so small. My big fear is I'm going to go on the airplane and I am not going to be able to fit in the seat. Oh, uh uh-huh. You know, they're going to yeah. be like, oh, okay, you need to buy an extra seat or something horrible, right? Yeah,
0: uh-huh. Or you'll need, like, a seatbelt extender. Do that, you know those? W- yes,
1: that would be secondary to, like, buy an extra seat.
0: Right. Or right. even worse, it's a full flight, and they're like, sorry, Chubbs. Yeah, exactly. No room, no room for you on this Yeah. yeah.
1: Go to hell, Joe. Aren't, yeah. you, aren't you Joe from Catching Up? Is that why you're flying to <laughs>
0: Vegas? Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: So, meanwhile, a terrorist with, like, a machine gun and a bomb is just, like, walking. Oh, hello, sir. Sit down, please. Um, No, yes, yeah, so that's my biggest fear. So, I have been going to the gym, like, crazy, um, eating right, just so at least I can get as thin. And I don't think, look, I don't think I'm going to go to Pride 48 and you're going to be like, oh, where's Joe? Oh, he turned around and now he's to the side. He's so thin. Yeah. He's at the pool in his Speedo. Yeah. Oh, look <laughs> at Joe. He's all, look, at isn't that the guy from... Um, P ninety X, uh <laughs> huh. They would be might be like four ninety triple X. That'd be mine. So anyway, um, uh, that's my biggest fear. And so I, so, anyway, I went to the. But this is true. I talked about this on Facebook. Okay, so I had a couple of errands to run. They just opened. One of the the biggest deterrents is there wasn't a gym nearby. The closest oh, okay. gym was like I'm not even joking, five miles away. Okay, But they just opened up a Crunch Gym, not even joking, one-minute, two-minute
0: drive. Cool. Okay? Crunch Gym. I'm not cool. super familiar it's with
1: It's like that. an L.A. chain, a small L.A. chain. So I had to run some errands. I'm like, you know what? It, it literally opened the week I signed up. I'm, I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to sign up for this gym. They probably had, like, a good deal. They when, did. It when was a gym
0: oh, is brand new, they like, want people there. It's
1: so funny that you say that. You know how much I
0: pay? How much? $10 a month. What?
1: Yeah. Did
0: you have to put a ton of money down?
1: No, $40 and there's no contract? What?
0: I can quit anytime? Does the $10 long? a month end like after your first year no. or something? No. But oh you know, because God, there's
1: that's... no because there's no contract, they can at any time go like,
0: "Okay, now it's
1: $30 a month." Right? Well, it's $10 a month, but I can't do classes and I like, oh. that's like that's like $20 a month. Um I can't do some like I can't do classes or anything or I can't get the water massage okay which uh-huh. I don't need no
0: that. towel service Yeah
1: but right. but I'm just going there using the machines Here's the other thing it's brand new so not that many people are there so it's and never it's so crowded And it's clean in the machines super are super clean working. or brand new That's cool Yeah anyway but okay so I had to run some errands So I went to the bank and I did my bank things right and I was like okay time to sign up for the gym I got in the car I drove
0: maybe 100 yards. (laughs) To the other side of the parking lot?
1: Yeah, to the other side (laughs) of the parking lot. Uh
0: huh.
1: Parked my car in front of the gym, and then Mm -hmm. went inside and signed up.
0: And you took a hover-round scooter into the gym? Yeah, (laughs) I I called the
1: gym and had them carry me into the gym. (laughs) I was like, excuse me, I'm out here in the parking lot. Can can you get uh, a stretcher and two of your strongest men to come carry me into uh, the gym?
0: So you're doing the gym now?
1: I'm at the gym. I've been going to the gym, but now I have this... Maybe I'm going to consult with you. I have this crisis going on right now because... Okay, so the first week, I dropped a ton of weight. Oh, oh, for the record, I've been doing 4-Hour Body, the Tim Ferriss thing, which is like Atkins, except you can't really have cheese, but you can have, like, beans and legumes. Okay. Okay? But just think about, like, Atkins. And I lost... But then... That was the week I didn't – I wasn't at the gym that week, you know? Yeah. Then this week I've been at the gym like a lunatic. I've actually
0: lost no weight. In fact, even gained some weight. Yeah, but like week to week isn't as important as like the longer term.
1: Well, here's what I think. I think I am actually losing weight. I think what it is because I'm eating so much protein. I think it's all fucking water. Like I think I'm just holding water like crazy because I'm having so much salt and protein.
0: It'll even itself out. Well, I I'm
1: thinking about switching to just like a normal low, not low, you know, lower calorie, watch your calories, put it into an app kind of thing, eating vegetables and fruit.
0: Yeah. You know, what's really, and I could see you getting into this actually. Have you heard of the hacker's diet? No. Tell me about the hacker's diet. It's it kind of, it's. It's a little bit older. Do you remember Celeste's husband, Mikey, and he dropped, like, a million pounds? Yes, and he got hot. And he didn't exercise at all. So if you're exercising on top of that, it'll be even easier.
1: Here's the thing. Tell me about the hacker's diet, but I want the audience to know. this. Does she listen? No.
0: Well, I mean, maybe she does, but it doesn't. She's. It doesn't matter. It doesn't cool. matter. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, she's
1: married again. Okay. This guy was so
0: gross to look at. I, like, <laughs> I had trouble. He wasn't so gross to look at. He just was like... He looked he was, like a pig. Like, and I don't mean like a
1: pig, like a fat person. I mean, he looked like a literal pig.
0: This is fact, too, by the way. He, would, he had, like, obsessive compulsive disorder. He still does. OCD, like, pretty seriously. And he ate at Wendy's for three meals a day and the mm-hmm. exact same meal every day mm-hmm. for, for every meal. So, like, he had to go to Wendy's. He had to have the exact same thing. He even only rarely went to different Wendy's. He only went to the same Wendy's. And, he, and that showed. Like when you eat only hamburger, french fries, and soda, do you know what I mean? That's going to yeah. do something to your body. Yeah. So,
1: um, Those are my uh, three basic food groups.
0: <laughs> so he, the Hacker's Diet is uh, some like computer nerd basically created in an, an Excel sheet. And it's, I mean, there's nothing extraordinary about this like concept. It's basically figuring out how many calories you naturally burn and eating fewer than that. That's it. And there's a, an Excel sheet to help you, like, figure everything out. And if you exercise, then you can obviously have more calories. But Yeah. Um, and it's free. It's Hacker's Diet. Google it. You'll find it. And it's a free thing. So, like, people can download his stuff for free. I'm really
1: going to – Mike, I'm not joking. I'm going to look at it. And I, I was hey. actually thinking of starting a podcast to track this. I was going to call it Born This Weight. Uh-huh. And a gay weight-losing podcast. So maybe I might do that. But, uh, yeah um, – I think I'm going to switch gears here because I don't think uh, the four-hour body is really working for me.
0: Okay. Well, I want to know if you do Hacker's Diet, like, keep me updated. I'm interested.
1: And and just a really quick tag. The guy that uh, signed me up looked like a thin, younger version of me, Uh right? Uh And I saw him for the first time yesterday at the gym, and I tried to get a picture to send you. I'm going to keep trying. It's hard at the gym, though, because – it, it it'll just be so obvious, you know. Cuz
0: yeah, but you have your phone, you can have your your headphones in your phone and then it's like you're like listening to music and changing a song or something.
1: I thought about that, but then there's people on treadmills behind me and then they're going to oh, see me yeah, taking a pic, yeah. yeah. I tried I that. I know
0: I know that there's apps. I don't know how serious you want to get in this, but there's like secret camera apps or something that allow you to like covertly take photos.
1: Oh really? Well, I'm not that into it. I need I need that more <laughs> when I go to uh the playground.
0: Uh, ew, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Joey, listen to this. Uh, my friend Bryce, you remember him? Uh, he' wait, bur- wait, wait, wait.
1: Is he the one from high school, or is he the one from attorney?
0: No, he's a high school friend. Okay, so um, he did like musical theater in high school. That's how we know each other. The one you um, like, do we? When you were in high school? No, we had uh, we had an encounter in high school, and that's that like, lasted so three years. No, 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 no. Lasted a weekend in New York City. Um, Wait, is this like some sort of Disney gay teen movie? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay, go Um, ahead. So his birthday was this past weekend, and uh, we did a private karaoke room at this like karaoke bar.
1: Mike, it's so funny that you say that. I thought it would be fun to make an event where we do that in Vegas. Go ahead, keep going.
0: So, private karaoke room is actually really fun. Have you mm-hmm. ever done one of those?
1: No. I've all, I've only done public karaoke rooms because I'm a tension whore.
0: Yeah. Good point. Um. So, oh, by the way, I haven't been drinking since our last episode. Thank no God drinks.
1: because I've been meaning to have a talk to you about
0: this. <laughs> last night, we had like a big kind of thing at our house and I ended up – I I held a beer Was that all big night.
1: thing your schlong?
0: I held a beer all night, but I didn't like even finish half of it, but – So, I kind of drink, but like. What is this new not drinking thing? Well, I just have been like socially drinking like one or two beers. So, I'm not like drinking and getting drunk. I'm not drinking and even feeling buzzed. And I don't like the flavor of beer. So, basically, I'm just like sucking down calories when I could have soda water instead.
1: You know, Mike, I'm going to interrupt you here for a second. I'm sort of the same way. I'm not a really big drinker. I'll have like a few beers just to be social. Yeah. But I don't really – if I get a little buzz, that's a thing, right? I'm like, oh, look at that. But it's something I've been thinking about for Vegas because, you know, we're going to Pride 48 for a live Vegas spectacular.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Details are available at pride48.com if you're interested in joining us.
1: I sort of felt that I really couldn't get into it last year because I wasn't drunk all the
0: time. But I don't want to be drunk all the time. So, anyway, Joey, um, Bryce had this, like, private room, right? And a bunch of people came, uh, including his roommate. Do you remember me talking about how he was like, Mike, my roommate is totally your type. You guys need to meet up or whatever. Oh, my God.
1: If he comes in with one of those, like,
0: rice hats and (laughs) a Chinese robe. Stop it. So, but it turns out, Joey, the roommate is not my type at all. Like... (sighs) He, he, like, has this, like, angry attitude. Like, everything huh. that happened. Interesting. Everything that happened, he's like, ugh. And just, like, angry and mad. And the waitress comes in, and she's like, oh, I was going to bring you guys water, and I forgot. And he's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> just like.
1: <laughs> That's weird. Why would someone want to pair you up to always be talking <laughs> to an angry, <laughs> angry person?
0: I know. I was like, I already got this podcast <laughs> with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but like the dude the dude was like handsome.
1: But it, mm-hmm. it was just
0: like being in the same room with him made me anxious. It was just awful. Was he Asian? Um, yeah, he was Asian. Mm. Um, or he is Asian still. Asian. No, he changed. Uh have you ever have you ever Joey been set up with somebody and you were like what did my friends yes. – what do they think of me? Yes. In
1: fact, this actually was in my stand-up act. So I, what know, I'm that's, gonna... I was setting you up. I actually – Oh, okay. That. That's what I was going to – I was going to try and like not... – because sometimes, you know, when you do stand-up, you get this certain cadence – yeah, and so when I try and incorporate it into real conversation, it, it I get that cadence, and I don't want. Well,
0: to. what's funny? I felt like like Johnny Carson. I was like, "So, have you ever been to the beach?" Like just <laughs> randomly, like yeah. pitching a joke.
1: Yeah, it, I always love. You know, there used to be this show. It's still on. It's called um, Comics Unleashed, and the big joke about it is he has comics on there, like just like comics that I know, of, like this like third-rate comics that are just they're working their way up. And it's like a show that comes on like at three in the morning on your local, like public, not public access, but like your local station, Uh not not a network. And uh, the setups are so obvious, so unnatural. So it'll be like he'll be talking to someone like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Hey, Kathy, I heard you like clowns. Like,
0: it's so (laughs) super awkward.
1: So anyway, um...
0: so Joey, have you ever been set up uh, by a friend?
1: Who? <laughs> well, Mike, it's funny that you say that. Um, yeah, I had these uh, friends who were like, um, who who were like, Joe, we have the perfect guy for you. I'm already going into the case. I know, I but know.
0: But... <laughs> but you on Johnny Carson, you could tell when a co- comic was good at it, and some of them, you could tell they were doing a bit. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, like there there are comics that are really good at like just making it. They're shtick conversational.
1: Well, okay, let me do the bit first, really quickly, and then I'll go into what really happened. Because the bit's nothing like the real story. The bit is, you know, like, Joe, I got the perfect guy for you. He's 52. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. He is a wizard. <laughs> okay. So that was, that's, that's all I got it out of my system. Okay. Yeah. What really happened, actually, um, is they lived in this little community, like I wouldn't even say community, almost like a condo, a bunch of condos, like a cluster of condos. And the guy next door, they they were they were telling, they were telling like, Joe, this guy, you would love him. Um, I was probably like in my late 20s at the time. And they were like, um, he's a doctor. Sounds good. Sounds great, right? Yeah. And, and this cluster of condos was like in a really ritzy part of West Hollywood. So I was like, oh, and he clearly makes money, you know? And then they were like, um, he is in his early fifties and I was okay. like, okay,
0: but you know what? They're early fifties, but doctor, like maybe yeah. he's super healthy and yeah, and
1: super hot. And I would want a daddy, you know, and you with the daddy
0: just sounds wrong. I, know. I don't know why I
1: was like, hi, daddy. Buy me this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Buy me this- You are
0: the daddy. And when I like draw a character sketch of you, you are the daddy. <laughs> And I'm
1: wearing like a seersucker suit and a big cigar. Anyway, they go, okay, so let me set this up. So like he's a doctor, he's in his early fifties. Um he does have like the world's largest collection of share dolls. <laughs> like any kind of doll of Cher, he just loves Cher, and I was like, really? I was just like, yeah. fuck, man, that's who. This is who people think I want to set. I want to go. I want to date a guy in his early fifties who has the world's largest collection of Cher dolls. That's who that's- I get. Or you know what else I also get is Joe. You got. You got to meet this guy. you are love him. He's a, such a fucking asshole. He tells. <laughs> He tells people off everywhere he goes, and people just don't like him. He's super cantankerous and mean. Mm. I was like, we need to set this guy up with Joe. And I'm like, no, I don't want – Joe doesn't want that. Joe doesn't want a cantankerous person.
0: Well, Joe doesn't want someone to steal his spotlight is what it is. Yes. At dinner no. parties, I need to be the funny one. So yeah, that's you're right.
1: You're right. You're right. That, <laughs> I need somebody who's like – all the guys that I've ever worked out with, like Apple Store Nate, this new guy that I met on Scruff – Um, they're all like, kind of like, they're willing to be in the background. Yeah. They're willing to be in the background.
0: That makes sense. You're yin to your yang. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is it yan or yang? I don't know. Anyway, Joey. So I'm doing karaoke, right? And I've done karaoke before with like people who can sing or like in a public, public karaoke where like there's a really good singer at the bar or whatever. But this was different. We were in a private room. So um, it w- Basically, it's as many people as you can stuff in there. What so songs did you sing? Me, personally? Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. So, okay. Um, in this room, it's as many people as you can stuff. So, like, at the peak, there were probably, like, 20 people in the room. Uh, but people were coming and going because uh, there's a public bar outside. So, like, some people would go get drinks and, like, socialize out there. Some people would, you know, show up late. Some people left early, whatever. Um, but – I told you I know Bryce from high school in musical theater. And he went to he went on to do something theater-related for his undergrad. And he kind of is still involved in, like, uh, that kind of world. And Bryce can sing really well. And then he has all these friends that are, like, from the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. So all of these people think that they can sing really well. Most of them can't. <laughs> Most of them can
1: You know what's but, funny that you say that, though? Because I always
0: think these people in these choruses can't really sing very well. Well, I think... At least San Francisco's Gay Men's Chorus, like, you have to audition. So I think that there's, like, at least a bar you have to get past, but I don't know how high or low that is. When I was in men's
1: group, there was a guy, he's like, I'm in Men Alive, which is, Uh like, uh the Orange County gay group, I guess. And he would sing – he would just, like, burst into songs he wanted to hear. He'd be like – born free and it was like this weird way of singing you know yeah. I was like i was like oh I was like, okay
0: so anyway i'm in this room private karaoke joey and everybody's singing like amazingly and the way it works is you there's like a, a little screen and you just punch in the songs you want yourself yeah and so i put in a couple of songs but then like when they came up on the screen, and this was happening a lot, like because people were coming and going, a song would pop up and nobody would claim it, so it would get skipped or someone else would do it. So when my songs came up, I just sat there and I was like, mm, "Who put that in?" What were some of your songs? Uh, well, like Beyonce's "Irreplaceable" is kind of my my go to. Um, I'm also a big fan. We've talked about this before, I think. I'm a big fan of doing "Look at Me, I'm Sandra D" from Greece. Oh, okay. Um, Rolling on a river. Um, that's pretty much it. And I pu- punched in a few other randoms just like as I was browsing. But Joey, also, I'm not done with the story yet. Um, at I one didn't point, say anything. Joe, please give me a minute to finish the story. Um, at one point in the evening. So, oh, Bryce broke up with his ex about the same time RK and I that broke That he was up. fucking that guy? No, way, way before that. So Bryce and I have kind of bonded over like our recent singleness and like we're in the same like phase of whatever. So Uh we're sitting there, we're sitting there and Bryce's ex-boyfriend shows up, which is, I mean, cool if they have a friendship, whatever. Right. But, and it, it was like a complicated breakup where the ex is like more into like trying to win Bryce back and Bryce is like over it, but also trying to be like friendly. And, I was feeling so uncomfortable, Joe. Every, why is every song in the the world about love? Every song is about love. So, like, <laughs> Bryce gets up and he's to sing, and he's singing, like, Goodbye to Love by the Carpenters. And then Cyrus, Bryce's I ex. I
1: said, Goodbye <laughs> to Love. Why are you here at this private karaoke bar? Can't so then, you see I'm out with. Oh, go ahead.
0: And then Cyrus sings, stands up and he's singing, like. His name's a, Cyrus? Yeah.
1: Is he a character from the Matrix?
0: Yes. And then he gets up and he sings like Adele's one and only or like something else that's like I want you back sort of like song. And it's just back and forth. And I'm like, God, they're sending messages to each other. It's so uncomfortable and weird. And I'm just like sitting and watching. Um, It was weird. but uh, Then he sings before he cheats. Yeah. (laughs) I don't
1: know that song. That Carrie Underwood song.
0: Yeah, like ripping his car and taking a bat to his yeah, car. Yeah yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was our karaoke night. It was a good time though. Um, what else is happening with you, Joey? Um,
1: so on Friday, um, I went I was going to go see uh Mommy dearest at the cemetery oh, in
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. In LA, where they project it.
1: Yeah, 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 in LA at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, they project it on the screen.
0: Do you know uh, the guys who own that, uh, Six Feet Under, is based on them? Yes, kinda.
1: I was actually giving that piece of information to the my the people I was with when uh, we were walking through mm-hmm. the cemetery.
0: Have you seen the documentary about the cemetery? I have. It's I really have good. Doc-
1: it is a good documentary. And, and you know what? The gay one's hotter. Hot, like, I know. I wonder if he's still hot, because this, this documentary is like 15 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, yeah, he was fucking
0: Smoking. H-O-T-T.
1: Yeah. And then he became a serial killer. Well, he was a serial killer that killed serial killers. Isn't that weird? <laughs> All Michael C. Hall roles are based on this guy.
0: <laughs> What's Michael C. Hall doing now? I know.
1: I know. He, well, he's trying to find out what this funeral director's doing.
0: <laughs> okay, so you saw Mommy Dearest. Well, in, it wasn't that. I was,
1: I, I was in West LA. I spent the night in Malibu because I knew I was going to be in West LA the whole day. I didn't want to deal with traffic. And I get a phone call from friend of the show, an avid listener, Adam Vaught. Uh-huh. And he's like, I just thought of to take a, a trip down to L.A. at the last minute. Do you think that uh, – are you are you in West L.A. today? And I was like, I actually, I happen to be in West L.A. He's all, yeah, because I, I need a ride home from like Palos Verdes, right? And so I was like uh, – I, I I'm not going to Palos Verdes. I go, I'm staying in L.A. because I'm going to this Mommy Dearest thing. I go, I, you're welcome to hang out with me all day, and I'll take you to the to the train station so you can take a train back to Irvine. Mike, all the way to Irvine. For those of you who aren't from Southern California, West to Irvine is about 50 miles, would you say, Mike? Sure. Yeah. So, But it's
0: like LA miles, too. It's not yeah, like – Yeah. You know, in Phoenix, 50 miles would be kind of 45 minutes or whatever. But. Well,
1: some like we were talking to uh, listener Kathy Bacon, and she drives 50 miles just to go to the mall. <laughs>
0: To get gas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 50 miles in L.A., you, you have to pack a lunch. Yeah. So uh, I was like, no, I'll take you to the train station. He goes, great. Well, why don't we do a, a little taco tour of, uh, throughout the day, and then you can drop me for the train station. And so, okay. So Adam Vaught, for the record, is a straight man. Like, mm-hmm. act- yeah, he's a straight man. So... uh. We, we go to different food places. This is not a food review show. I'll talk about this on the thehungrychola.com if you want to know what Adam Vought and I did food-wise. But anyway, um, throughout the day, he's asking me, so what are you doing later? What is this? I'm, I'm going to see Mommy Dearest at the cemetery. Because goes, oh, I've never seen Mommy Dearest. And I was like, oh, well, too bad. You know, my friend and I are already going. And uh, too bad you can't go. He right? wants to go, Joe. But I don't want to drive his ass back to Irvine.
0: Okay. Right?
1: And he's like, yeah, that sounds like it would be really cool. I've heard it's actually like a really ridiculous movie. And I was like, yep.
0: Then he goes... All all my life, I've just wanted to see one movie in the cemetery, and it's uh, Mommy Dearest.
1: Yeah. And then a a straight man wants to see Mommy Dearest all of a sudden? I think that sounds like it will be a lot of fun. I go, to go to a cemetery with a bunch of gay men.
0: But he's not like... The not, I'm That's not true. questioning his sexuality at all, but he's like an open minded gay man that would probably enjoy the <laughs> evening there.
1: Like, Again, it wasn't like you just said open minded gay man, yeah, he oh, is. straight man, straight <laughs> man, straight man. <laughs> he is an open minded gay man, he's so open minded he has sex with women, and um, <laughs>
0: you he you know what I meant, yeah.
1: So, anyway, as we were walking around to one of our food places, he was like on his phone, and I was like, I'm even thinking like rude texting the whole time. And so finally, I was all like, okay, okay, stop texting. And he was like, I just bought a ticket to Mommy Dearth for tonight. And I was like, ah. So he went, and then the person I was going to go with, my friend Julia, she canceled out at the last minute. Okay. And so Richard took her ticket. I have this cousin, Richard. Uh, he's a week younger than me, and he's gay. So I call Richard, and Richard's actually usually very like, I need like a week preparation. And but he's like, no, I'll go do it. I'll meet you guys in an hour. And so cool. he came down. So we went. to We watched Mommy Dearest. It was my scruff blew the fuck up. Uh-huh. Right. It was like the whole. You know, you get the first hundred for free.
0: The like the first hundred.
1: Uh, like people near you. People near you. Uh-huh. They were all within two hundred fifty feet of me. Oh wow. You know, and here's the thing with Scruff. I actually I gotta write to Scruff. I like them. It's it's a better app than Grinder.
0: If you don't we real quick cuz not everybody listening is a gay man whore like you and me. Scruff <laughs> is an application for uh smartphones that allows you just like Grinder allows you to see who around you um wants to do sex to you. And it um unlike Grinder the clientele's usually a little bit more on the normal side. Would you yeah, say Yeah, I would like, say on the older side, maybe 30s. Older, usually kind of like the body type is kind yeah. of more normal and whatever.
1: Yeah, it it for some reason not as gross. I don't know why. I mean, it has its problems. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's just, it's just a shade less gross than grinder. Anyway, uh, I like the app a lot. I like the, I like everything about the app so much except and I you've used Scruff Mike, yeah? No. Um, <laughs> but heavens to betsy joe no i don't even know why i know all about it and explained it um i hate that like you know when you have to scroll down you could easily accidentally uh open someone's profile yes
0: yes and it's never somebody hot it's never somebody
1: hot <laughs> it's always the grossest yes grossest and person they, the reason always...
0: the reason we're freaking out about that is it this app, unlike Grindr, allows you to see who has viewed you. Yes. So when you accidentally open somebody's profile you're not interested in, they get notified that you viewed them and they think that maybe you are interested.
1: It, it Every single person I always accidentally tap on looks like the mole man from The Simpsons, the old mole <laughs> guy with glasses.
0: Uh huh. That's totally. always what I'm hitting. It's never so,
1: like the hot guy.
0: My browsing preferences in Grindr, I will – I, I have this new game where I do talk or block. So I basically – fir- like the five closest people to me, I will talk to them or I will block them. And it wow, you're well- at the
1: stage where you're doing games now.
0: Well, now it, like, it's expanded. So everyone who lives immediately near me that's on Grindr every night is either blocked or I have talked to them and we chat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but but on Scruff, I can't do that because I, I forgot – and I will like scroll through, and I'm just like scrolling through profiles. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I just notified twenty people that I was interested in them.
1: No, I, I know that's the problem with Scruff. Everything else about Scruff, though, I love. I think the woofs are stupid. No, every person who's ever woofed at me too is just a nightmare.
0: I don't know what yeah. to do with those. Here's my. Here's a question for you, Joey. Um, yeah. this is maybe this. M- Maybe should go into your your uh, podcast called All About Twinks or whatever. Nothing but, but twinks. Nothing but twinks. I'm sorry. But um, if somebody views your profile but doesn't message you and you see that they viewed you and you're interested in them, do you message them? I,
1: yeah. No, no, no. I definitely message them.
0: Yeah. But they, but weren't, not, they weren't interested enough to message you.
1: But I'm going to tell you something. And this is where uh, – this maybe you and I differ. I'm really good – at the game. In fact, the I was guys, gonna
0: say you are really aggressive, and I no. think I'm more passive on there.
1: Oh, I, I, assertive, I'll take. But okay. you know, um, <laughs> um, semantics. The, the guy that I'm talking to—that's exactly what happened. I'm okay. talking to this guy right now. Isn't It's not. It's, I think it's already done. But his name is Zach. Okay, Morris. <laughs> I wish, and. Uh, did you see that in that – oh, I think Donna talked about it, but I also saw in the paper that supposedly he had a bisexual threesome, him and Tiffany Amber Thiessen with the producer of the show. Anyway, um, I don't believe that story. I okay. think it was a homosexual threesome. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Zach. Zach viewed me. He, pr- he pr- looked, Knowing what I look like, it was probably one of those accidental thumb things too. But um, – he, his, his, you know, his title, what it says, his name, it just said music, M U S I K. Okay. Right? Um. So I messaged him. I saw that he had viewed me. And I just said, uh, this is really awkward, but uh, uh, you spelled music wrong.
0: Okay. Funny.
1: And then he wrote back. And then we got into a conversation. And now we're talking. Here's the problem he's awesome, totally my type. Ginger. I love the gingers. Uh huh. Um, he was totally normal And I guess he is sort of normal still But shit The past Like we had a couple of great conversations And talked about meeting and stuff But then And then we-
0: he's like Let me show you my share doll collection
1: Close It's been for the past couple of days So fucking dramatic All of a sudden not, not with me Like he was supposed to call me at a certain point He didn't And whatever And then like at four in the morning I got I was asleep and i got about 10 text messages in a row telling me how he accidentally ate a bowl of pasta and he can't have gluten and i was like and i was just like how do you accidentally eat a i was like 4 in the morning and now i'm wondering like it's one of those things where, like, I want to know how you accidentally eat
0: a bowl of pasta, not a bite of pasta or a no, an entire it. bowl, an yeah. entire bowl of pasta, like, accidentally. Did you think it was ice cream?
1: I know, I, I don't get it. So I don't know. He can't have dairy either. But I was like, uh, I but, so it's was like, I had that curiosity, and then I couldn't sleep because I was thinking like, how do you do that? But I didn't want to engage. Okay, so uh, there's that, and then there was. I told him, look, I go, look, I'm really busy. This is Friday with mommy dearest day. I'm really busy. I can't really talk today. And I got a series of text messages. Kept saying, if you have a moment to talk today, I'm having like a bunch of drama with my ex. And I was like, uh, why am I involved in this? And then yesterday was, um, if you have a chance to talk today, I really want to talk. Cause I'm, I'm moving today to another city. And, um, uh, I, you know, I just, I have time between going back between places. And I was just like, oh.
0: yuck. I, I don't like the drama. I don't like the drama. Which is My funny because I'm dramatic, it. but
1: I want to be the one that's dramatic.
0: Yeah. But I don't think that you ever have drama where it's like, I need to talk. It's like, no. listen to this like dramatic story and I have anxiety and I have all these irrational fears. and.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's never like, Mike, an emergency. We need to yeah. talk now. Right. I can't find the Lunchables I put away for work. <laughs> I like it, one, I don't eat Lunchables, and two, I don't go to, like, a job.
0: Yeah. So, Joey, listen to this. Speaking of drama, wait, are you done with your story? Yeah, we
1: went to Mommy Dearest. The only thing I'll say is that uh, the, the scruff, I mo- mostly used it during the movie. We were all talking to each other about what was going on in the movie. All right. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so, listen, speaking of drama, listen to this. I, I told this story on the live episode of Catching Up. We didn't record it. But there were there's a few updates a little bit and I think that it's worth documenting and sending it to the bulk of our listeners instead of just the 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 dedicated listeners that were on our live episode. So, spill it, brother. I met this dude on OK Cupid named Jason. Super nice. We went on two dates, kind of hot. Uh you saw his picture, not your type, but I, Wait, I was, saw his picture? Yes. Um we we've talked about you'll you'll know this story in a second and you'll remember. Um, so we went on, uh, two dates, never kissed or anything, just kind of like very public dates, like at a bar and restaurant and, um, walking in downtown Berkeley and on campus and stuff, just kind of hanging out in my opinion, super hot. Um, but then he would do this thing that like he would bite his lower lip and squint his eyes when I did or said something that he thought was sexy. And wait, 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 wait. I don't one. think I is ever he Asian? No, he's African-American. Oh. You remember oh, his yes. picture. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him now. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Super hot, but then this, like, thing was weird. But then also, like, he was very serious relationship-y talk when I felt like we were casually just, like, dating. And I got creeped out a little bit. Like, he would say – like, he said something at one point that his next boyfriend would be forever, which is Cool to think that, but less cool to say that on a second date. Do you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. And you and I know this.
1: There are weird shit. There's weird shit you can say at certain right times, you know? But then outside of that context is weird. Like, let's say you guys are cuddling in the afterglow of sex, right? Okay. And if you say to the other guy, I could do this forever, right? You're like, oh, that's cute. But if you're saying it like while you're at lunch... Yeah,
0: it was, like, at a meal, and he's, like, giving a list of, like, deal breakers, and he's, like, well, the next person I'm with is gonna be a forever partner. Oh, God. Which, I don't know, it's just weird. And, like, at one point also, like, was asking me if I want children, which I think, in context of conversation, where we're, like, yeah, my, you know, Alex and Ricardo are having two babies, which, by the way, they're having two babies. What? What? yeah, well that, that's a different story for maybe another episode. But if that comes up and then you're like, oh, my God, kids, such a response. Do you want kids? Like, I feel like that's natural. But when it's in a conversation about, like, past relationships and, like, deal breakers and stuff, and then he's, like, w- interviewing me about, like, that, it's weird. Um, I don't know. I just got creeped out quickly. Uh, so after our second date, which was on a Sunday, we hugged and I said, like, The coming week is going to be very busy for me. Why don't we meet up the following weekend, right? So I got this text message from him on the next Tuesday while I was working and I was busy. And he asked what I wanted to do the coming weekend for a third date. And like I said, I was working and a little bit busy. Plus, I'm like not sure if I'm digging him at this point. I'm kind of like figuring it out. So I ignored the text for the moment and I thought I would just respond later. But I sort of forgot about the text message, which was my bad, and I totally take responsibility for that. But Mm -hmm. on Wednesday, so, like, the next day, the next morning, he sends me a long email, dramatic email, Joey, Uh, where he said that the beginning of the email said, When things don't work out between me and another guy, I like to send him feedback. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Thanks. (laughs) And the email said it was he said mean things in it. Um, at one point he said he didn't enjoy hanging out with me. He didn't enjoy our <gasps> dates. Yeah. Which is I why I totally
1: you're... relate though, by the way, I do not <laughs> like hanging out with you,
0: <laughs> which is why he was like chomping at the bit to like get details about our, our next weekend date. Right. Yeah, exactly. He, he hated it so much. Mm-hmm. He's so upset that he's going to send an email, but he didn't enjoy hanging out with me. And then he also said, this is a quote. If you expect to find a nice guy, then you have to be a nice guy. I was like, bitch, just because I didn't respond to your text message in 24 hours doesn't mean I'm not a nice guy. And then the most hurtful comment actually was about
1: oh, so he actually affected you.
0: No, it was, I mean, it was like hurtful. I'm not hurt though, but what he said was like obviously his intention was to hurt me. Uh-huh. Um, in on one of our dates, I shared with him something about an insecurity I have. And in the email, he said that I was right to be insecure about that thing. <gasps> <laughs> Just a dick. Like, here's what it is. He felt rejected. Yeah. So he wanted to hurt me, right? Yeah. Uh, so I responded, and I said, like, well, if we're giving unsolicited feedback, here's mine.
1: Oh, no. And, because when when you told this story, you were thinking about what you were going to say.
0: Yes. So basically, I told him that I felt like he was too serious too soon, and I... I was looking on, looking at just like casually dating, and I said that I felt that he might be a little bit too dramatic, and this email chain proves it. And I wished him luck and like see ya wouldn't want to be a. Sure. And he responded a handful of times, Joey. No,
1: and no, like th- for- but, but but that was the last time you communicated with him.
0: Well, so he responded. That was the last time I used words to communicate to him. Oh, okay. So every email he sent after that, I responded with an appropriate animated GIF file. So, like, he responded. He's like, I'm not dramatic. This is just, like, me expressing feelings, and if you can't handle that bullshit. So I responded with an animated GIF from Mob Wives where she's like, there's too much drama. And then just back and forth, all animated GIFs. The last file I sent him was uh uh from arrested development it's job and he was like last word and then he runs out of the room and then he never responded to that so i think we're done but small update he we were we had become friends on facebook and instagram and because of work and also because i'm ultra vain i have these tools to help me monitor when people unfriend or unfollow me so I, i use those on my personal accounts as well mm-hmm. to see if there's like a trend or if like maybe when I talk about, I don't know, X people stop listening or whatever. So he stopped following me on everything. <laughs> so he's done with me. Oh,
1: but, he is.
0: Yeah. Peace. Oh, That's wow. all. Did he know about the podcast? Um, He knew about what some would call lies. What's funny, Joey. Well, some, now you have one listener. <laughs> whatever that's so dumb what someone call lies.com by the way um what's funny Joey is I will tell people on dates about what some will call lies my other podcast that I do but I don't tell them about this one right away well yeah this is like certainly like a what someone would call lies is your Artie podcast
1: who's Artie? <laughs> your ex ex-boyfriend. No, it's like your artsy-fartsy one where you're no, like
0: y- – you're right. But you know what it is is those are stories I like have control of. So I tell a story from my past and it's like this guy I took home 10 years ago where this is like talking about dating right now. And like those aren't things that someone you're on a date with you want to know like, oh, last week he was on a date with me and he went on a date with somebody else or – do you know what I mean? No, I, I know completely what you mean. I, it just I, ruins my game. Yeah, that's why you have so many
1: what someone would call lies listeners. Forty percent of them are Asian.
0: No, it's that's all not people
1: true. you go on. It's all people you go on dates with, and you you, <laughs> you use Grinder and Scruff to promote what someone would call lies. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's the link is in my Grinder profile.
1: <laughs> you know there have been problems with people doing that, right? Where they've set up fake Grinder prof company, set up fake Grinder profiles, and talk to people to promote a product.
0: Yeah, we've talked about like health organizations doing it
1: oh that's right oh look at me incorporating show stuff into our own show it's like sort of yeah. incestuous anyway what is going on in the bay area mike joe also.
0: listen to this by the way this is my third story so too personal and news and i started all of them with listen to this yeah listen to this uh this made national news so there's a chance that you've already heard this but a teacher at newark memorial high school appeared. her name's miss mm-hmm. hodges she was working uh, at su- the summer school that they had, summer school program, and she got on Twitter and she said things like she wanted to stab students and that some students made her, this is a quote, her trigger finger itchy. So her name oh is God. Krista Hodges. Uh, she teaches both history and science, which is, all, you know, you're at the bottom of the ladder if you're teaching more than one subject. That's two lessons you have to plan. Um, but her school was given the school well, just gave her. Also, such
1: a- broad such broad subject. I could think of like European
0: history and American history, but like history and then science. Yeah, but it's probably fucked up. Like the stupid kid science, like basic science or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like yellow and blue make green or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um. She the school gave her a written reprimand might more might happen, though, because there's so much media attention on this that the school might feel pressured to do something else. But one of her tweets said uh, when summer school started or during summer school, she said, I already want to stab some kids. Is that bad? 19 more days. Uh, Another tweet she sent out said so happy to be done with school for 10 days, especially to be away from the ones who truly try my patience and make my trigger finger itch. Um, so I wanted to know your opinion on this. You have worked with kids. You work with kids now because I get random Snapchats of Asian girls doing tests. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to know, like, what's your opinion on all of this?
1: Well, you know what's funny is one would think uh, that I, because of my personality, that I would hold on. Be... Hold,
0: hold, hold. Stop there. I don't. I don't know exactly which direction you're gonna go. So one, one being me. Does not think anything, but go on.
1: Okay, one might think that because based on my personality, that I am like this outrageous person who would do this kind of stuff in the classroom. And I think maybe in my early days I I was, Uh huh? But um, as I've gotten older, as I've mellowed out, I'm I'm really pretty much all business now. Mm -hmm. And as I said in other um on other episodes, like I actually can't ever even think of a time that I even ever touched a child, not even necessarily you know, sexual. I'm talking about like even shook their hands. I just never touched them. There was no reason for me to touch them, yeah. you know? And so um, – and especially – I guess when you own a business, you're very sensitive to the perception of that business. And so I would – on social media, you know, because kids always added me on Facebook. And if you ever notice, my social media presence is never super controversial. Like right. I never take political stances. I never really – it's always like this kind of ho-hum social media presence because I have a lot of former students who are my friends on Facebook. That being said, um, I think this person is retarded because I think as a teacher,
0: retarded. Why? I'm not getting into that debate. So, um, so don't use the word and we won't have to debate it.
1: No, because you, you're taking retarded to mean mentally uh, disabled. If I wanted to, why
0: would I do that? That's if so, I wanted to say so mentally,
1: stupid, if I wanted to say mentally disabled, I would say mentally disabled, but I use retarded to mean yeah, that people, word has no history. You're right, people that do retarded things anyway. You're retarded, okay, I, maybe I am sometimes. I do a show with you, so anyway, <laughs> okay, three week vacation <laughs>
0: <laughs> it starts now,
1: starts now. <laughs> so, um, I think she did something very silly. You know, and you should yeah. be, as an instructor, you should be very aware of yourself. So- how are you in 2014 not aware of your social media yes, presence? Right. But here's the thing I do think she was joking. I know teachers, and I hate to say this, I don't actually hate to say this at all. I actually like saying this. Teachers behind the scenes in the teacher's lounge, this is how they talk. No, and, totally. And they're joking, but yeah, you shouldn't do that on your I, social media presence. I, Maybe, and this is a code out to somebody. If you're a teacher, maybe you should be very aware of your social media presence and careful about the kind of things you put out on social media. Thank you.
0: I know who you're talking about. But, Joey, like I feel and I've I've expressed this opinion as a guy who does kind of like social media. Like there's a lot of talk about employees needing to be careful what they put out there, right? But I don't think we talk enough – And let me finish all of this, but I don't think we talk enough about I didn't say anything. This is the second time you've done that. Listen, there's going to be a point where you're going to think that it's time to like counter what I said, but I have more to say. So we talk about employees needing to be careful on the Internet and what they post. But I don't think we talk enough about employers needing to mind their own fucking business and allowing me to live a life and express myself and everything like that. That being said, here's the point where I thought you were going to come in. That being said, I think this is a little bit different because, like, um, like I could kill him, or I just wanted to slap him, or whatever. Those are all like phrases that don't mean literally what they, the words are, right? So when I say like I want to kill somebody, I there's no, I have no desire nine times out of ten to actually kill the person. It means something else, right? But like literally, it looks bad, so. I just think it's like a bad choice of words. I mean, I, one time I was getting on an airplane and I was tired. And I said to my friend, like, I'm just going to get on this plane and crash. And like, just out of context, that sounds weird. Right. Um, and I think the teacher just kind of made a bad choice. I, I worked, uh, with young people for many years and supervised, uh, young people that supervise young people. Like we hired really young staff to, to supervise children and I there was one employee specifically and I think this might be my what some will call lies episode this week this story one employee specifically who um there was something in like he came into the office and was talking about a kid he was having a problem with and he's like uh I just want to slap the kid and I had to like school him on that. I was like you can't say that like I know what you mean and I don't think that you're gonna put your hands on one of the kids here but like that's exactly what you just said right Mm -hmm. you could talk now (laughs) well
1: i I mean i completely agree with everything you said the one thing i will say though is when you engage in this sort of free speech debate as much as you have a free right a first amendment right to go on twitter and say what you're going to say and whether it's a joke or not uh the company that you work for also has a first amendment right to be like we don't agree with what you're saying and we're going to have to part ways um if you're using because you represent our company when you work for us
0: uh, I, I think, think that's a- where the debate is though do i represent your company when i have nothing tying me to that company and i'm sharing with my friends and do you know what i mean like i don't know it's i think that is a little bit gray I don't disagree with you, but I think that that area needs to be kind of defined a little bit better. I
1: think it depends – I'll tell you what. I think it really depends on the – and that's why I think it's a gray area. It depends on the field that you work in. If you're a driver at Pizza Hut – and I also think it depends on what you're saying. If you're a driver for Pizza Hut, right, and you go on there and you say, "Um, I really love to um, smoke weed in the day, right? yeah and, and then they fire you for it that might be hazy sure right but if, but you if you're on, like
0: I like to jerk off on pizzas exactly
1: then you're yeah. affecting their business and you're making it you're you're in, inserting yourself into their world right. so um I, yeah I think but also when I think you're a teacher unfortunately with the job security and the summers off and uh, the good things that come with being a teacher and there's bad things too I understand that one of the bad things being, I think you have to be very aware of your social media presence and this is true i think for anybody who works with children
0: yes i agree with that and i i mean you she is not just an employee of this school district like parents put their children in her care and she's responsible for their well-being for you know an hour out of the day and for her to say that she thinks about harming those children that i mean that's hurtful for the school it makes people not want to send their children to her and i think that she deserves more than a written reprimand, in my opinion. But what's happening in L.A.? Tell me a news story from Los Angeles. Okay.
1: So uh, this guy Ryan James Yizak founded something in L.A. called the National Gay Blood Drive because he's protesting the Food and Drug Administration's rule banning gay and bisexual men from donating blood. Now, I want first I want to talk about – I want to get into our uh, – I'm sure we'll agree, but whether gay men can donate blood. But I want to tell you of, uh, my favorite part of this story. So there's a picture of the guy, and he has such gay face. It's so funny. But the reason that's important is they're telling. in the article, they're telling the story about what happened to him and what led him to um, st- found this organization. But basically it has to do with he went to donate blood and they asked he had never donated blood before i think he was in high school or no no he wasn't in high school he went to go donate blood and they asked him have you ever had sex with a man and and he answered yes and they denied him but this is my favorite part of the story so he was surprised by one of the questions had he ever had sex with a man okay here's my favorite part wheeler was still in the closet okay fine okay okay let's start again wheeler was still in the closet but as a nurse. Stop. Immediately, you're not in the closet. They shouldn't have even asked him.
0: Not every male nurse is gay. Some of them are Filipino.
1: (laughs) And how is that different? Stop. But as a nurse, he felt he had to answer truthfully. Okay. Mike. You're
0: about to make some sweeping generalizations, (laughs) but
1: go ahead. Mike. You you also got to see that, well, you know, Apple Store Nate became a nurse. He's a nurse now. I'm sure he wears those dumb like animal cracker pajamas too and shit like that. To the grocery store. Please look up. All right, I'm trying to find him right now. Well, his last name is spelled Y E Z A K.
0: Um, I have the story, but the few like Huffington Post didn't have a photo. Um, See if you
1: can find the KPCC one.
0: Um, okay, go on with the story though. Anyway, so
1: so okay, so so but it's more of an. So he's found in this organization. He's trying because I all you know what's so funny is when I would have private conversations with friends. I would say once we tackle gay marriage and pretty much succeed, next they're going to run out of things to talk about, and so next on the list is going to be gay guys donating blood. Boom now it's about gay guys donating blood which is it's it's true it is sort of a ridiculous um rule because they test all blood anyway right you know for hiv so it is sort of a dumb rule especially you know it's really actually hurting them because it's cutting off all these people who can donate blood, and they're actually having a big blood shortage. So they really need to get their shit together. But my question to you is, what is your opinion on this? I think I, I mean, we, I think we know
0: what it is, but I think we've talked about it before. I actually hate giving blood. So do so I. Like That's why I'm happy. Mind. I'm happy. I'm like, sorry, they don't want my blood. That's why I didn't so, mind that
1: the gave that in the military either.
0: Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. But I, that being said, like, it seems a little bit stupid that you can't do it because. Especially, like, gays love to organize behind something. So, like, imagine the blood drive, you know, in West oh, Hollywood. It would, like.
1: be fat. it would be go-go boys on speakers blowing whistles. Yeah. Yeah. And, like,
0: after you give vodka, I mean, after you give blood, you get a free shot or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we we could get you some blood if you want some blood. Um. So I, I think it's silly that there's a ban. Like you said, like, they screen everything, so it makes sense to um, allow it. I do understand why the uh, ban happened. Like if this blood was like, yeah, gay blood was like more at risk to have AIDS in it. So we don't want gay blood right now. Uh, But like science has uh, evolved and we're better at finding aid blood, blood with AIDS in it. (laughs) And so this band should also evolve. But you know what the worst like I said, part I don't want to well, give them my blood. I don't
1: want to give blood either. I'm, if they, they could make it almost mandatory for gays to give blood, and I still won't give oh. blood. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. You know what the worst part of the story, and I have to apologize to you, Mike, for doing the story. We're going to get a fucking voicemail or text message from this Joey Boo from Cocktails and Cream Puffs with, like, the history of gay blood. Why do you think that? Well, whenever we do one we of these stories, we get a, a voicemail or a text message.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Do you think that.
1: <laughs> Guys, let me tell you something. I'm going to hear the history of blood.
0: What if they, when you give blood, they also do an HIV? Like, if you give blood and it has HIV in it, will they tell you? Like, do they notify you think
1: I think they do. I think they do.
0: So why don't we just like get all men to gay men to give blood and then everyone's getting tested too and it's win win. Well, I think some men don't want to know. Don't give blood then. I don't know. Do you think would you call this discrimination? Like you can't give? Is that discrimination? Like discrimination isn't like you can't get. Um, I think it's discrimination. It's say it's
1: excluding you from something you could do. It's what's funny is it also it's just It's just one of these things where people do, where an organization hurts itself. You know, I was just saying the other day, actually, I was talking about how if the Republicans could just fucking fix their social uh, agenda, I think a lot of gay guys would be Republicans. The same way a lot of Latinos would naturally be Republican, because, you know, the Republicans are about religion, religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, you couldn't have Latinos or gays in the same party, but they're about religion, they're about family, they're about self-starting. I think on another version of the Republican platform, if they dropped the social agenda, Republicans – I think gay – I mean, sorry, I think gay men also are about um, self-reliance and self-starting and also – but also, if you think about it in terms of taxes, (laughs) being a Republican would be more beneficial to gay men than being a Democrat. Sure. You know, if the Republicans could – It's just so fucked up on their social agenda. But what I'm saying is the Republicans are essentially by – gays are such a small part of the population, doesn't matter. But by ignoring the Latinos, they're – and actually not even ignoring them, like actually – actively alienating them they're actually killing themselves as latinos become a bigger part of this population they're actually hurting themselves they're killing themselves and pretty much shutting them themselves off from ever having elected i mean a national elected office so i don't know why these organizations will do things to to actually hurt themselves i felt the same way often too about unions like remember when hostess closed down hostess closed down because the company the corporation couldn't handle They couldn't pay what the union wanted anymore. And the union was – and they told the union, like, we can't do this anymore. We're going to shut down if we can't come to an agreement. And the union was like, no, it's all right. And so everyone just lost their jobs because the union couldn't come to an agreement. Like, they effectively killed themselves. And so,
0: Well, the union would say they couldn't pay us a fair wage, but go on.
1: Wait, they weren't paying. Well, I mean, we don't know that. I don't know the specifics of what Hostess wanted to give. And they filed
0: what, for bankruptcy because they couldn't pay.
1: They filed for bankruptcy the, because they couldn't meet the union demands.
0: It would, but it wasn't new demands. It was like continuing demands. The union didn't make concessions so that Hostess can stay in business. But
1: okay, so, so wait, so you could, so okay, well, I don't know what the specific. We what should they take won- a
0: pay. Everyone at the company has to take a pay cut because the company can't pay us. How about we all just get different jobs? And they collectively stood up against the company and the company I'm and not, had to get it together.
1: I'm not anti-union. I'm saying, right. but I'm saying like, there's, but look, unions aren't in the best position right now. And-
0: hostess wanted to cut wages and benefits from their current employees. It wasn't like the, the union, what you just said sounded like, and you didn't say it, but the vibe that I got was the union was asking for more and hostess couldn't pay for it. What happened was hostess, the union was asking for the same and Hostess couldn't pay it, and so I think that's a different story. That's all It's a saying. different
1: story, but it's still like I mean, it's still the making decision to like just like no more jobs. Okay, that's a yeah. whole, that's a whole different
0: case. Yeah. The point we're is totally on or, yeah, <laughs> the organizations kill themselves. We went from Gay Blood to Hostess and their union problems. Is there really <laughs>
1: that much of a difference between Gay Blood and
0: Hostess? I think
1: Twinkies. my blood type it my blood type is Twinkie. <laughs>
0: Yes. All right. Sorry. And for a different reason, my blood type is also very sweet.
1: (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean the the hostess snack. I was talking about young boys.
0: Um, Okay. Mike, (laughs) uh, what's going on in the Bay Area? So listen to this. I had to start my story that way. Listen to this, Joey. Um, Our friend, Marilyn Hartman, was arrested again. Uh, You may remember her. Actually, listener of the show, friend of the show, Katie Noon, contacted us during our hiatus to make sure we heard about it mary hartman is the old lady that keeps hopping on airplanes joey she was arrested three times in the last month uh the most recent one she successfully made it to uh oh well before that she made it to los angeles uh via a plane she got arrested there Mm -hmm. and now it looks like she may have hopped onto a plane and they found her in phoenix um I think maybe she's potentially homeless, and this is, like, a way for her to get shelter. I don't know, though. But my question, Joey... What a horrible when do way. You, she's
1: only in jail for a good night. I would murder somebody or something. At
0: what point do you get locked up for a long time? Like, do we just let her do this over and over and over again? I think that sh- she's relatively harmless, but, like, seriously.
1: Look, has anyone... I mean, I know they have, but how are people doing a mental evaluation of her and finding her sane?
0: Well... Insane people don't have to be locked up. She's not doing, I guess, harmful things. She's not, like, insane and therefore No, I've been on
1: people. an airplane when people do things that holds up the plane, and it's, it's harmful to me. I want them locked up.
0: She should be murdered.
1: Yeah, meanwhile, this <laughs> Sedate bitch... Sedate this woman. ...totally fits in the seats, and she doesn't have to uh-huh. worry about a seatbelt extender. Now, me, <laughs> law-abiding citizen, has to worry about that. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Oh, um... I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is. You're right. You can't like, lock this like do we just let her do this
0: every weekend? Like come on. Come on, Mary Hartman. I
1: I think what you I don't know what you do. I don't know the answer to this one. You know you don't. Um how is she even getting in? You would think that this at, at least in the airports where she was based out of. Like where was she They f-
0: have her like there's I know that there's people who like can't shop at the 711 because they have their picture up and when you come into 711 they're like, "No, get out of here," right? Cuz you did something last time. Mm-hmm. How come TSA can't remember this woman's picture? If yeah, I saw her in, I if guess. I saw her in the airport, I would be like, "This is Mary Hartman, right here, guys. Mary Hartman right here."
1: Her name is Mary Hartman?
0: Yeah, Marilyn Hartman. There
1: was a TV show in the 70s called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I you know, I've actually never seen it. I only know about it because the woman who was on the show was crazy.
0: Oh <gasps> Did she try to get on airplanes? I don't know. Without tickets? I don't know.
1: <laughs> but there's a famous SNL that she hosted that was just a fucking shit show. You can actually see it on Netflix. But that's the only reason I know about her. She hosted a show called She was on a show called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman.
0: Um anyway. Do you have any other do you have any other stories from LA?
1: Well, I had another one, but the one I want to talk about now happened breaking news and catching up. Um, That's a
0: breaking news sound. Oh,
1: okay. Around the time that Michael Brown got shot, there were a slew, There was a slew of stories um, that came out about, like, in in, in New York, um, there was another case of police. Uh, I think they choked a, a black man, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And then in Los Angeles, it was a case of the LAPD shooting uh, a young black man, right? And so these mm-hmm. new, these stories were all over the news. They didn't get the traction that Michael Brown did. But they were all over the news. And so the LAPD just recently released the names of the cops who uh, in L.A. who who shot the unarmed black man. And I just found out this morning from my mom, who went to a family party, that one of the cops is um, related to my cousin Richard. I would call him more of a play cousin for me, right? He's like someone that's always been around the family. And so I know who he is, you know, okay. but he's not related to me. He's related to Richard on his grandfather's side. He's one of Richard's cousins.
0: So they fatally shot this dude. Was he, like, more than one cop shot him, or was it one cop in the end? Well, Richard
1: and I were talking about it. So Richard looked at the story. I didn't know the whole story. So essentially what happened was these cops got it. I don't. I, I haven't read the story myself. I I literally walked upstairs and started recording the show. But the cops had some sort of altercation with uh, some black men and uh, the, according to the cops, um, they got into an altercation. One of the cops fell to the ground and then the black man uh, tried to, the young black man tried to grab one of the cops guns. So they shot him right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now, according to um, people in the neighborhood, the guy, these cops were known in the neighborhood. They were always around and they knew these young men, Right. They all knew each other and that it was very well known that the young man they shot was mentally disabled. Right. And that he uh that they knew he was harmless and that he was on the ground, he wasn't in a struggle with them, and that they just shot him while he was on the ground. That seems what's funny is I'm usually I look, I for the most part think cops are assholes. That story seems kind of weird to me that he were he was on the ground and they just randomly shot into him. Yeah. Um I don't so I don't know the full story. I just know that this guy is related to Richard and uh it like very closely related to Richard and um so we're, I'm I'm breaking news. I'm getting the full story, but like the um, same last name as Richard. Yeah.
0: Well, the story the story I was going to do right? I don't have a lot to say about that. I feel like I've been following the um stuff in um St. Louis a lot and just kind of seeing I don't know. I, my heart fucking hurts about all of this, and I think.
1: Well, yeah, you the- don't. Anytime a black man die, I mean, that's one less person for you to date. Stop so it. I can understand why. Uh- yeah, this 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 guy James. that is that name? The guy you went on a date with. He should write a. Le- he should do an evaluation of the Ferguson Police Department. Yeah, he should send them a letter. analyzing their relationship. (laughs) Uh, Well, the story I was gonna do, I'll just sort of summarize it because semi-related. Hopefully, it
0: wasn't. Hopefully, it was a little bit more upbeat. It's semi-related.
1: So there was a a, a, an African American TV producer who was in town for the Emmys, and the the cops held him for six hours. Because they said that he matched a description of a guy who robbed a bank down the street. Meanwhile, he didn't even match the guy's description that much. He was black, you know? Yeah. And so the Beverly Hills Cop... Not, I think the Beverly Hills Cop Police Department now is saying that they could have done things better. I think that's a quote. <laughs> but, like, dude, what is going on? It's It's tough out there for the black man, man. Yeah. I mean, they have people arresting them have you seen that vine of that kid who just takes vines of people following him around the stores yeah yeah
0: the yes i have they have
1: white guys trying to hit him up on grinder and scruff wait what go on sorry
0: that kid i feel like that's a little bit contrived but i don't i don't know the the vine kid i don't i feel like he kind of is setting up situations do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like he's like loud and being like a silly kid so like yeah people are looking at you like and then he's like oh a white person looked at me i don't yeah. know i don't i don't buy the kids so much but um i don't know i'm only
1: seen know. a few of the vines Few of the vines are clearly following him because they think young black men steal things but i think he's almost baiting them though. maybe
0: yeah he's baiting them or like He's recording them as they're walking from one end of the store to the other and he gets in front of them and records well, them. Do you I th- know what I mean? I think it's
1: easier for him to act suspiciously to get their attention to get him to follow them. Sure. And then all Which of a sudden, that points film them. to a problem. Yeah. yeah,
0: that points to a problem. You're right. Um I don't know. The this story uh I heard about the producer and like I didn't know it was six hours though.
1: Six hours. It's
0: ridiculous. That's
1: how long it took me to get from LA to Vegas on the mega bus. Never do that again.
0: Um, Joey, do you have any other stories or anything else? What's coming up this week for you?
1: This week, I uh, it's my brother's birthday tomorrow, so we're going to celebrate that.
0: Happy birthday, Michael.
1: Yeah, and then I'm, I am doing something next weekend. I can't remember what it is. Um, I don't know. Doing stuff. Doing stuff? Good. Me yeah. too. Uh-huh. It's weird. Yeah, isn't it weird?
0: Um, actually, uh, we're getting prepared for the Big Blue Test coming up uh, this fall, so that kind of – um, ball has started rolling and is kind of busy, but uh, today actually is Oakland Gay Pride, and I'm not going. Oh, why? Uh, You're not proud? Just not feeling it, r- really, to be honest. Like you have gay it has shame. Nothing, it has nothing to do with gayness. It has more to do with like crowds and the heat and parking and uh, just fuck all of that. Fuck it all. Um, My friend Heather is also coming to town. Uh, You might remember her as the owner of Lance at the Pug. Oh, yeah. She's speaking at a conference called Medicine X at Stanford next week, so I'm going to be attending that and supporting her. Is she bringing Lance at the Pug? No. Um, She's coming for this, like, event and flying and hoteling and all of that with the dog isn't worth it. I wish she was, though. I would take care of him. Uh, But that's it. Just uh, happy to be back doing catching up.
1: Um, okay. Um, also, you know, we have a live show on Wednesday, right?
0: Yes. I was actually going to be doing dinner on Wednesday, and when I went to put it in my calendar, dinner with Mario, I went and put it in my calendar, and it was like live. Wait, wait, you wait. Up. You
1: and Mario have made up?
0: Yeah, kind of.
1: Oh, okay. So, guys, on pride48.com, we are doing a live show. Um, I think now that we've eliminated the, the, um, mini episodes. I think it's going to be completely after dark. So it's um Mike and Joe after dark on Wednesday, 6pm Pacific, 9pm Eastern on pride48.com. You can listen on uh, the website or you can listen on mobile on the TuneIn Radio app. And so it should be, a, I'm telling you guys, last month that episode was so good. It was scheduled for an hour. We went for over two. Um. So, you know, and really 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 good shit was said like for instance the story today about james was really good uh and that was i mean we went for two hours so live show wednesday 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern on pride48.com be there or be mike and
0: his name's jason <laughs> not james Whatever. all right nice catching up with you joe go to hell mike